Super Talk Mississippi media production. Let's go to the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com, and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, and welcome in for the very first time, Mississippi State's head football coach, Mike Leach. Coach, appreciate uh, a few minutes of your time. I- I'm curious, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some football activity, but what are you doing to, uh, to entertain yourself, to keep busy in this time with uh, nothing else much going on? Well, there's very little football activity. This is one of those things that kind of transcends sports that we're in the middle of here, and so... Um, you know, the biggest thing is, is, uh, try to make a productive time, you know, uh, you know, reading, keep in touch with people and, uh, and make sure we're on track. You know, the academic effort, I guess, with regard to our team is one of the most challenging because they have to do it, uh, over the internet, but making sure they have access and computers and things like that. If you had to give one book recommendation, like somebody was sitting down there like, you know what? I haven't been a regular reader. And I need a book recommendation, and it was not one of the books that you've actually written. What would you advise people to read? If it's not one of the books that I what? It not not one of the books that you have authored. I mean, those are obviously okay. required reading. But if you were going to make another recommendation, what would it be? Um, okay, I'll tell you what I'm in the middle of right now, uh, and and I've read other books, uh, or I've read other stuff by uh, Willie Morris. Uh, uh, but people in the state of Mississippi and those that aren't are just curious about it, um, read My Mississippi by Willie Morris. Okay. I think My Dog Skip <clears throat> is another uh, pretty good Willie Morris book that's out there. So My Mississippi by Willie Which Morris. Which one is, did you read? Uh, it's, it's called My Dog Skip. Oh, yeah, that's outstanding. I've read that. Yep, yep, that's a, uh, that's a good one. Hey. I want to get into some different stuff with you, but I'm curious about the kind of the practical side of the football piece of what's going on right now. Your first-year head coach at Mississippi State, obviously you've been a lot of places and coached ball for a long time, but it feels like this was an important spring to install the offense, to install the defense, to get to know your players. It looks like that's completely out the window. How big of a deal is that going forward into, into year number one? Well, it's difficult to say. I mean, nobody else gets spring either, but I think year one, it's uh, particularly important. We're going to have to be um, really good at, uh, you know, teaching our players. And um, we're going to have to, in other words, we're going to have to uh, make more of our uh, film when we get the, you know, when we're allowed to. We're going to have to make more of our film, our walkthroughs, and our practices. than in the past, just get the most out of it that we can, and um, may have to make some choices on simplifying some things. But in any case, uh, yeah, it is an important time. Uh, some will be mitigated by the fact that others don't get it, but um, you know, installing it is very important because there's a point to where you know once you have it in for a couple of years, then the older players can help bring along the younger players. We're not in that position. And um, so it'll be a challenge, but, uh, you know, you just deal with it as it comes. Mike Leach on your radio, head football coach at Mississippi State. Uh, If the NCAA were to allow some additional practice time, let's just say that spring is completely out the window, what would you want to see that look like? Would it be – five extra practices it is it 10 extra practices or is that a bad idea adding that to fall camp kind of going into the year well that's awfully tough to speculate it depends when 
And then, you know, there's different things you can do. You can, you know, whether it's uh, walkthroughs or allowed to have some lower tempo stuff with a ball or whether it's meetings, but there is a point to where, you know, if you pack it too close to camp, um, you know, I mean, there's a point to where if you're overly, let's say you get the extra practices and it's right in camp, you know, if your squad's overly taxed, uh, you know, physically, and you're just having extra practices, you're working on something, but you're not working on football, you know, I mean, because it's a game of execution. What is your expectation for the quarterback position? You know, the biggest thing, we just have to figure out which guy can do the best job moving the offense. And, uh, you know, the expectation is really always the same. And different quarterbacks have different qualities and capabilities. But, you know, in the end, you want the guy that can uh, move the offensive unit the best. And, um, you know, and and it takes reps to identify that. And, you know, that's definitely... As soon as we're able to uh, practice, uh, you know, that's a priority for us to identify that. Mike Leach on your radio. I'm curious uh, what, uh, I guess, three months or so that you've been in Mississippi. What have you learned about Mississippi that you didn't know coming in? Uh, You know, I was actually quite familiar with Mississippi, whether it was – from recruiting there, uh, people that I'd known and coached from there, uh, being in and out of there uh, over the last uh, 30 years. Um, I can't say any, like, tremendous surprises. I mean, there's a there's a great deal of camaraderie in, in uh, Mississippi and also just tremendous uh, quality of football players and, and commitment to football and commitment to uh, – you know, just uh, going out there and, and, and achieving things together, and I've always admired that. Um, I would say the, uh, and then there's history in Mississippi everywhere, which you can spend your whole life and not uncover all of that. I would say that the one thing that became a little clearer to me uh, in the last couple months would be. Um, The other places, Mississippi, as you get closer to it, um, different regions have different qualities. Different regions have um, different uh, backgrounds. Different regions have uh, different uh, characteristics and uh, idiosyncrasies. And and I think that uh, is really fascinating because I didn't know uh, Mississippi in that fashion. Um, uh, Before I got there, I mean, you got the Gulf, you got the Delta, you've got the the piney woods, you got the prairie, you got the, you know, the, the whole thing. And so, um, uh, I think, uh, uh, learning those distinctions, uh, really is kind of what's, uh, got me fascinated recently. Hey coach, it's Brian. Hey dad. We were talking about Kylan Hill before you jumped on with us just a moment ago. And, you know, you're, obviously your offense has been known for great quarterbacks and great receivers. And you've had a lot of good running backs in your time. But with a, with a running back like Kylan Hill, who you, Mississippi State fans are used to seeing carry the ball 20-plus times a game, that, that's likely to change, I would imagine. What can he bring to this offense? And, and can he be the, the same kind of weapon he was in a more ground-based offense in an air raid offense? Wow. 
Well, our uh, our running backs over the years typically uh, will lead uh, the conference in uh, sometimes all-purpose yards, but definitely uh, yards uh, from scrimmage. And um, and so, uh, you know, and, and those yards spend the same, whether it's on the ground or in the air. Uh, by position, our running back position touches the ball more than any other position. Um, but uh, uh, we're obviously not going to exclusively hand it off. We definitely will a significant amount, but uh, we expect to uh, throw it, and it'll look uh, a lot like those running backs on Sunday, I think. Mike Leach visiting with you. Coaches, you were talking about kind of the, the history of Mississippi, and you know, you, people certainly know about your fascination and your interest in the history of pirates and, and war strategy. I'm curious where all of that comes from. Is, is there just a, a thirst for knowledge? Is it because of reading and something triggered you somewhere along the way where I want to learn more about a lot of different things? I think it happened when I was a kid. I also think, you know, talking to my mom, like my mom used to stay up late and, uh, you know, just stories in general, whether it was history or just stories or something she'd read or something she'd seen and then of course tv back then you only had a few channels and because we lived out in the country and so then the imagination would kind of unfold and then you'd read what you could about it but uh you know uh history provides uh you know the greatest storyteller uh that there is is history you know i mean uh because history has all kinds of stories and of course there's all kinds of people that you can learn things from and I think that's uh, not only is it significant and should be significant to everyone, but also the stories are just outstanding. And that, you know, and and there's so many instances where, uh, you know, uh, truth is wilder than fiction. And uh, you know, because some true stories you can't, you could make a movie out of it because nobody would believe it because it, it, it would be, you know, so crazily co- coincidental that it would seem contrived. But uh, now, there's one fascinating uh, uh, story after the next. I was talking to another guy on the radio who's fascinated by Lewis and Clark. and um, But you, you can just imagine the stories there. And I have barely scratched the surface on Lewis and Clark. Is there – I know you – I don't know if scholar is the right word or just interested in war history, but is there a, a, a conflict, a war through history that stands out or is more interesting to you than others because of the circumstances surrounding it? Uh, the Civil War. Civil War is always in part of it uh, with the Civil War. Well, first of all, you had kind of a conver- uh, convergence of our country. You know, you had a lot of, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, whether, you know, states' rights, federal rights, you know, all the stuff that uh, melded uh, together. I mean, um, and, 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 you know, and then in the end, uh you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, we remained a union. And um, so I think that the Civil War was fascinating from the, the forces going on in our country, um, you know, because there was, uh, you know, noble, uh, a great deal of noble people on all sides and and not always, they didn't always agree, but, uh, um, you know, were about what was best for the country and their family, I think, generally speaking. And then, um, but the other thing, from a warfare standpoint, it's where uh, modern warfare was ushered in. Uh, you know, the modern era of war developed in the Civil War. You went from uh, single-shot uh, firearms to repeating firearms. You went from, 
uh, you know, kind of little grenades or charges you'd set off to uh, uh, even uh, a limited amount of aerial bombing. You, you went from um, <clears throat> where, you know, these siege armies uh, would, um, you know, run into one another and, and but never leave their supply lines to then where, you know, you'd routinely uh, leave your supply line to uh, go execute attacks like, you know, uh, whether it was like, uh, you know, the examples would be uh, Stonewall Jackson or, um, or William Tecumseh Sherman, you know, leave the supply lines and, and go off the land and, and, uh, and embrace your en- uh, enemy in a very quick fashion. Uh, you know, and I think there are a lot of things that came together in the Civil War that, um, you know, for good or for bad, I mean, it is, uh, uh, change the method of warfare in a fairly sudden period of time, uh, maybe more so than any other time. Coach, if you're interested in the Civil War, Coach, if you're interested in the Civil War, I got to get you down to my hometown of Vicksburg, Mississippi. We'll, we'll give you all the. Civil oh, I've been, War talk. I've been to the battlefield. I've walked the battlefield and I've, I've checked it out, and you know the bluffs, and they even tried to divert the river, and uh, you know some of the mansions would move their gear to a cave, and you know what? If, uh, I mean, yes. Mike, I'm curious if you're hard to work for. Like, in terms of assistant coaches, you put your staff together. Are, are you a demanding boss? Are you a guy that just kind of lets guys get their work done, and as long as they're doing it, you, you're not exactly worried about what the office hours look like? What, what are you like to work for? I'm pretty result-determinative. You know, I mean, everybody's got their job, and, and I try to give them the leeway to do it because you I don't want to stifle creativity and innovation. Um, but you know, uh, together we have to, um, you know, uh, you know, get the best results we can. And we, uh, and I think it's very important that we're working on all cylinders in everybody's office. We don't have them up yet. We were about to have them up when this whole virus thing came, but it is it, going to be a sign that says you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. And, uh, and I think everybody needs to embrace and abide by that. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I think people that are highly motivated that want to get things accomplished, uh, uh, you know, or uh, their mind and their hearts all in the same place. They want to get things done. Now, the majority of the people on my staff I've worked for or coached in some form or fashion before. Uh, so, and I'm not probably not the perfect guy to ask that. It'd be better to ask them. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I try to, uh, you know, focus on uh, the objective, you know, like when do we go home? Well, when we're done. Well, um, when do we come in? Well, do you have anything to do? I mean, you know, because you do it that dead period. It's like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, somewhere in July, I went to the office to grab something and you know, there's a couple of coaches in there. I said, why are you here? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, why are you here? Shouldn't you be? Uh, you know, and, and, you know, some cases they're, uh, you know, they're all set and they're going to go do something with their family and they're there for the same reason I was. And a couple other cases, you know, they're just uh, death guarders and just nervous energy that they feel like they're not doing nothing unless they're by their desk. And, you know, those are, they have to massage those anxieties themselves. But, you know, when you go into camp, I want fresh, uh, well-rested and clear-minded people, you know, to, uh, uh, so that we can get the most accomplished that we can. 
Just a couple of minutes left. Phil Longo is somebody that I got to know pretty well uh, in the time that he was at Ole Miss. He had great admiration for you, but he said that uh, you did not necessarily keep the same hours that everybody else kept. He said if he you know, wanted to get you on the phone at 8 in the morning, good luck. But, you know, 11, 12, 1 in the morning, n- no problem then. Are those still kind of the hours you keep? Well, I'm a night person. With regard to football, though, I think – I've always viewed football as kind of a swing shift. I, I don't do the early morning practices. I really don't understand those because you don't play any fourth quarters or um, at like six in the morning. I mean, we have zero fourth quarters at that point in time. <laughs> and then the other thing is, uh, um, so, you know, we practice at the traditional time. And you can't get your players until, um, <clears throat> you know, the afternoon. And so, um, uh so, you know, we get in there, get practice ready, which is probably mid-morning, and then uh, we go out uh, and we have our meetings, and then we practice. And then I like watching the film right after practice. So practice ends, dinner, and then I like going in and watching that day's practice right then, which means, you know, we're going to be there at night. So, um, you know, with regard to early morning stuff, uh, I, I would have to, uh, just a handicap, I'd say we're a great place to work. Uh, Sunday and Monday night, I'd say it's a fairly brutal place because we got all that film to get through and we're going to get the game plan in. Game plan has to be in Monday night. So then it's uh, probably relatively late. Um, and then, uh, but after Monday, then it's uh, once we watch the film, then. Yeah, you call some recruits and then out you go, you know. Yeah. But uh, I don't believe in meeting just to meet. I don't believe in having hours just to have hours, you know. I mean, uh, outside of, uh, you know, having people in position so they can address any problems at the office with the players or recruits, you know. Coach, we've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. I hope we can visit again uh, soon. Wish you all the best, and uh, hopefully we'll have football to talk about here before too terribly much longer. Well, that sounds outstanding. Great talking to you guys. You as well. That's Mike Leach, head football coach at uh, at Mississippi State. Covered a lot of ground there. We uh, talked about uh, kind of the, the stress of trying to install the entire offense uh, without a spring practice, he doesn't seem to be overly worried about that, but said there is uh, there is some unknown, um, especially with not having a, a team that's returning. Uh, talked some about the role of, of Kylan Hill and what running backs have done in his offense and uh, Civil War history and gave a book recommendation. He suggested Willie Morris is my Mississippi. If you are uh, looking for a book to read during uh, this time where we all seem to have some extra free time. That was fun. Yeah, we should I do that, that more often. Be. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're open to it whenever he's open to it, Borky. Can, yeah. can, can we uh, make that the, our standard answer? Yeah. Tend to agree. You know what? We got to the end, and there's one thing. There was a suggestion we had on the ceasefire text line. I wish I had asked him. You're always going to have a regret, right? If he's got a theory on why people have been so dead set on stocking up on toilet paper during uh, the current coronavirus crisis. That would have been a good one. Sports Talk Mississippi. Take a quick time out and be back with you on this Friday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.